Genre. great character in a great story. I'm Joe Dorowski, and this week we are just going to have some open-ended discussion in the theme of American Thanksgiving. Joining me for the for the discussion is producer Andrew. Hello. And the way that we kind of framed this in our minds is to talk a little bit in a very self-serving way about this podcast. <laughs> in particular, uh, what are some things we're thankful for about this podcast? With the opening question of Andrew, uh, what texts did you know nothing about, but you're glad we covered on this podcast? Like it has made a difference in your fandom or your consumption of media because we chose to cover something on this Mm -hmm. podcast or more likely a listener requested that we cover something on the podcast because it probably wasn't on our radar if it's having that kind of like, oh, I didn't know about this before. Yeah, Uh, I Probably the biggest one, and it, it was so much that it wasn't even the first one that came to mind. I had to remind myself. It's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, um, Amelia Peabody. We oh, we did. Yeah. We've done two Amelia Peabody stories. Um, one that by my novel request. Series mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, about an Egyptologist who solves mysteries in like eighteen nineties Egypt. Uh, it uh, it, it spans, it spans decades. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so eighteen nineties into the early nineteen hundreds. Um, you know, I think even into the 1920s, I think it's like 30 years or more. I mean, there were a lot of those novels. We've only covered two, but I think there were dozens. I've listened. I've listened to 13. Oh, OK. You're, you're and well I'm me. like halfway. Yeah. OK, so there's so. there's quite a bit. And and I really enjoy it. It's it's one of my favorite. I mean, I've, I've got I've listened to, to 13 books of it because we did the first one. And I was like, oh. Oh, this is really working for me. And then I got into the second one and it worked even more for me. And so I've just kept going with it periodically. I probably only get to one or two a year now, mm-hmm. but, but you know, it was years ago that we did it. And so one or two a year adds up. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, what? so that's a, that's a massive one for me. That, that is a good one. Uh, and like you, I got a, you know, I've listened to more of the, novels than we've discussed on the podcast because we only talked about two i think i've probably listened to four or five but it's mm-hmm. one that i kind of know is always in my back pocket i'm like ah if i go listen to one of those it's gonna be good mm-hmm. uh, it it feels weird to me that it's not getting optioned for being turned into a streaming show i, I think we cast it and i still think about this casting that mm-hmm. um amelia peabody should be played by Haley atwell mm-hmm. um and uh, what's the name of her husband? Uh, Radcliffe Emerson. <laughs> and they both prefer name. to just go by their last names. But yeah, so, so it's uh, it's Emerson and uh, and Peabody and, and Peabody. But I think David Harbour should be playing uh, Radcliffe. Oh, I think I think that is a very good pick. I I think about Henry Cavill. Mm, but but I, I want him to be like broader, you know, like like broader uh, than Henry Cavill. <laughs> no, no, like Henry Cavill is too defined in his mm-hmm. musculature, and I want this to be like the 
like a circus right. strongman from <laughs> from the, right. the early 1900s. Okay, a, a, a an old school Superman, not a modern Superman. Yeah, yeah, and I and I see that more for David. Harbour. Yes, I think who, David Harbor like, is gotten strong. He's gotten plenty strong and plenty fit for his roles. Uh, but we've also seen him be like on the edge of schlubby. But he's he's the schlubby that has the dad's strength underneath, where you know mm-hmm. this man could. Yeah, know. he's he's big, strong, not big and strong. Yeah, <laughs> he he is strong because he's big. And that's what I see for in my head uh, for for Emerson. So mm-hmm. uh, I really like that. I, and I think a streaming service should be getting on this now. If there if there was somebody who was British and somewhere between Henry Cavill and David Harbour, I think that's that's what you want. Yeah, that that that's a good description. Because yeah, that the, like the size and and physical imposition of David Harbour would be, ah, oh, yeah, that is what you want. Hmm. Um, I can't right. I can't think of someone who's like who's like splitting the difference between those two. <laughs> but and I'm trying to remember how we uh, how do we even come to that one? Uh, I think Virginia recommended it. Uh, yeah, or, or something. It's uh, that's our sister, Virginia. Um, that's, that's a great one. I, I I just can't even remember. It wasn't on my radar. Um, so I can't remember how we first came to it. I have to go back and listen to that episode to really find out. Probably um, one that I know definitively where it came from is Rachel Armstrong asking us to cover the K-drama Crash Landing on You, which opened up, mm. for me, the world of K-drama. And I know many people had discovered K-dramas well before I did. Uh, but it is a world that is just uh, seemingly never-ending in terms of streaming services going all in on K-dramas now. Uh, but also, it just provides a different tone and experience than American, uh, you know, American entertainment for a number of reasons. But one of them being... That I like to watch K dramas with subtitles and not with a dub, and that means I actually have to pay attention fully. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't do that often enough uh, with with the media that I consume. I'm often not deliberate. It is uh, something to fill emptiness as I'm doing something else. <laughs> In a lot of ways, like I'm on the treadmill, or I'm doing dishes, uh, you know, or folding laundry, or even if it's like. Um, you know, uh, date night and Emily and I are, are relaxing and watching something. Maybe both of us have our phones out. and We're kind of like half watching something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with uh, with the world of K-dramas, I like the commitment that I have to give to paying full attention to to, to what's happening. Um, another one that I think of a lot uh, is Starship Troopers. I've not like reengaged with it. I haven't watched the movie. I haven't read it or listen to any of the other books, but it was one of those ones that's just like, Oh, this was really well thought out. And this author did, did what he wanted to do. And I think conveyed it really well. And there's a, there's a reason that it is in the conversation for pop culture and, and sci-fi. I mm-hmm. don't think I, the way I understand it, the movie doesn't capture that, but somehow it's like, this book is actually like, really solid sci-fi stuff yes totally agree with that um like some one thing that we have done by the nature of this and uh you know whether it's through request or just us saying like we always oh, go touch on that is we've touched on some things that are like foundational for genres uh and and like to go back and say oh this is actually like i see all the iterations of this that have come since yeah mm-hmm. you know a- after that um and in terms of the sci-fi genre starship troopers is actually um i think a more important text than 
the silliness of especially the direct video sequels of <laughs> the, the film i i think uh I, I think that that like reshaped people's perception of it into like silly pulpy sci-fi and it is mm-hmm. in some ways silly pulpy it's, sci-fi uh, but there's also some stuff there that i think is more important than, than it gets credit for it's it's sort of like um like the, like there was a, a parent uh like a like a like a father figure who did a bunch of work and was really successful and, and got some respect and all of their kids were just kind of silly dilettantes. <laughs> but yet the family name yeah. was was known because of the kids. Yeah. And uh, I think that's a good description. And, um, and you're just like, wait, now wait, the original person really did do a lot of amazing, successful things. It worked really hard. Yeah. Uh, and, and all the Nepos <laughs> have, have somehow continued a legacy. <laughs> But not the one that was that should have been. Yeah. Um, Just real quick, I, I, I went and double checked. Uh, Crocodile on the Sandbanks, the first uh, Peabody novel that we discussed, was recommended to us by listener Kaylee. So thank you, Kaylee, oh. uh, for for recommending that one. Um, I feel like novels are what I think of the most in that context of the question you asked. Like, what are you glad to have engaged with? Because novels are the media that I. I have the least capacity to engage with otherwise. Right. Unless it's like, Hey, we're going to be talking about cloud cuckoo land on the, on the podcast. You might not be picking up cloud cuckoo land. Right? Yeah. There's going to be a limited, a limited chance that that's what I'm going to be listening to or, or, or even less chance of actually reading. Um, and so I, I think it's very nice to have novels as something in this, you know, like there is, an impetus to consume novels. And so I think that's the one where I'm most likely not to have engaged with it before and then to appreciate it afterwards because of it, because a lot of the comic books, we come up with the ideas ourselves because we've read them Uh, and the same for TV and movies. We've just, you know, we pick a lot of things that we've already consumed or we don't feel as careful about it because the time commitment is so much smaller. Mm hmm. Yeah, novels is um, the biggest commitment for us in terms of time for prep. And so when we say we're going to do one novel a month, sometimes we do cheat and do some short stories, or we have occasionally cheated and like put put in a narrative podcast to the novel slot just because mm-hmm. uh, for time. It's the we, slot most likely to get cannibalized by something else. Yeah, and, and it's strictly like, do I have 15 hours <laughs> to, to do the prep, uh, you, you know, before this? But it's also... I think where we have some of our best breadth of types of material that we cover um, in, in terms of time period. I mean, certainly just by the nature of technology, we've gone way further back with novels than Mm -hmm. we have with TV shows or film, obviously, uh, or or comic books. But I think just in general, we're probably cherry picking from a wider range of uh, eras for mm-hmm. for our novels than we necessarily do eras for our films like we we kind of have joked that this this last calendar year of the podcast we got stuck in a rut of choosing 90s films um and a lot of that is our age and it seems to be the age of our listeners because there was uh th- those ones seem to get a little more traction and resonance when, when we put them out <laughs> uh in terms of even just something as simple as a like on on facebook i think our 90s films do do fairly well on that in ways that are are esoteric uh graphic novel picks uh or um you know obscure uh you know 
random TV episodes uh, you, you do. Uh, I, I think there's a sweet spot in the 90s that a lot of people have nostalgia and fondness for that are part of the protagonist podcast community. Um, mm-hmm. But we also can be more deliberate, which I, one reason why we covered Gaslight this year was I, I realized that rut. I'm like, okay, we need to break out of that rut. Uh, and Gaslight <laughs> is a film that I've been wanting to go and watch uh, because of the usage of the term Gaslight. Uh, and um, we, we had a, a guest, Nicole, uh, who was eager uh, to, to talk about that film. So it's, so things did align uh, with that. Um, but yeah, novels is an interesting slot in comparison to some of the other media. Uh, that, that we do. I mean, I, I think any anyone who's a regular sir knows that within a month we try to cycle through novel, film, comic book, TV show, and probably a special, though not always a special. Um, it used to be just like fifth week. If there was a fifth week, we were going to try and do a special, or if there was a special occasion, we were going to try and do a special. Then it just kind of became okay. We're just going to rotate through these five, and usually within a month we're going to be hitting the four main main things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if it might be. It might be a good idea sometime to maybe not for for a whole year or anything, but to say, okay, let's let's give ourselves kind of a a context or a theme or a decade or like a style or something from the from the 1930s (laughs) or 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 okay, all of the films have to be pre 1980s for for the next six months and just to force it because I mean, there's plenty of films that you want to cover and this might move into you know another discussion of some of the things it's like okay we've done almost 500 episodes yeah this episode that you're listening to is our 465th episode of the podcast and Um, and yet the things that have not been covered some of which have been on the list for seven years yeah so (laughs) nine nine years even nine years so we started the podcast our first episode was released in january of 2015 uh or no i guess it was the last week of december 2014 last week of december yeah that that's what it was december 29th 2014 is when we released our first episode so that we were going in the new year of 2015 uh with this we recorded several episodes in that december uh and then i started releasing them uh, really with like the eye that 2015 is the year that we we become podcasters uh-huh. so heading towards nine full years of of content uh that that we like, we we've put out okay we haven't done metropolis or or anything from fritz long no we have not done any fritz Lang uh films metropolis or m would be the two which m is one of my very favorite films i mean mm-hmm. metropolis is iconic and important like you can't take a film class in in college without watching metropolis so i mean i mean i did but it was it was focused on blockbuster so it was a modern film class i can tell you my film students haven't had a film class without watching metropolis (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's what i teach uh so yeah my uh (laughs) yeah it's it's just like one of those things where it's like oh yeah if we were going to say you know for the next six months we've got to do pre-1960s like well that might nudge us into doing something that I'm sure, it, even if it's not written down, I'm sure that Metropolis or or M is on your short list. Yeah, Metropolis, uh, a silent sci-fi masterpiece. Just French expressionism, social commentary. Uh, it, it's foundational for the visual aesthetic of modern science fiction. Like CGPO's design is we don't from we don't have a a real version of it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, well, everything we have is mostly complete. I'd say we, at this point, we have about 90% of Metropolis. At, at least we're pretty sure. Yeah. Um, 
And M is just this masterclass in transitioning from silent film to sound where someone says, oh, we will tell different stories in sound film than we told in silent film. And this is someone who was brilliant at silent film and a lot of brilliant silent film makers did not make that transition very well. And he immediately is like, we must tell different stories now that we have a soundscape. Uh, and and he does. So yeah, both those are, are great suggestions of things that I would have expected we'd get to in our first almost 500 episodes. <laughs> discussion of silent film and and it's not a silent film but that era of film has reminded me of another thing i'm so glad that we covered because i don't know if i ever would have consumed it otherwise the third man is such a good movie oh right okay yeah the third man is so good and that and the the score for it ah fantastic i still remember like when they're explaining the premise of the third man and the world that they live in, I'm like, this sounds like a modern, like YA dystopian novel of like a city with quadrants that meet at one point. <laughs> but then you look it up and you're like, Oh, that's how we really divided up parts of Europe <laughs> after, mm-hmm. after world war two. That is historically accurate <laughs> that we did that. Uh, yeah. Uh, Todd, Todd Mack's love of a film noir uh, definitely has influenced some of the, the, the choices of, of our viewings. Mm-hmm. Um, other things that I'm surprised we haven't gotten to since uh, that was a question I want us to think a little bit. Dr. Strangelove, uh, I think was almost oh. the second film. Did we, we not? We've never done Dr. Strangelove. Oh man. I feel like we have. We did Casablanca and then we almost did uh, Dr. Strangelove and we're like, oh, we probably don't want people to think we're just doing old, older films. <laughs> so, so instead of, we did, uh, Tangled as our second film. And just put a pin in Doctor Strange Love, and we've never pulled a pin. <laughs> um. Okay, that one surprises me because in my mind, there's been a discussion of it, and I think that's one that we absolutely have to make sure Todd is back for. Uh, so, protagonist mm-hmm. podcast co-founder Todd Mack, uh, here for all of our first 200 episodes and uh, dozens of episodes uh, since then. You know, is semi regular uh, returning guest for us um, as a huge fondness for dr strange love we we watched that film several times in, in high school uh <laughs> first in uh ap us history class i believe but then also we're like we, we have to show this film to our friends <laughs> so we had a friend movie night to watch dr strange love so that's one that uh I, I think we should plan to get to in the next year and, and make sure we bring todd mack back in on mm-hmm. um one that i've actually had people multiple guests ask and just assume that we've covered it, and I'm going to explain why we haven't, is Watchmen. Uh, probably the <laughs> I, most I famous. I think we've talked about it. It might be the most talked about thing that we haven't covered. Even, I, I think, just like outside of the actual episodes, I think it's behind the scenes conversation. Yeah. It, Watchmen's been brought up a lot. It's one of the most iconic graphic novels. We uh, are, like, one one of our goals is to elevate the discussion of graphic novels and, like, get graphic novels included in the discussion of media that is worth having um you know deep conversations about and watchmen is one that's kind of reached enough of a status through cultural osmosis that i think most people would say well that's one of the greatest greatest graphic novels ever made and it is uh, however it is incredibly dense 12 issues of convoluted interweaving storylines <laughs> and i have never thought I have the time to write that summary, <laughs> which is why we've never covered Watchmen. Uh, well, 
I mean, even to like pick up Watchmen and say, I'm going to read Watchmen now. It's probably a multi-week commitment. It is so dense. Um, mm-hmm. And then to try and figure out how to summarize it for we, we try and like in our show notes, we say a five to ten minute summary. That's that's the goal. A few, a few times that's failed. Oh, yeah. Most famously, one of my great regrets is my summary of the Night Circus. <laughs> that was so long that we we split that episode. I wish we not split the two episode. Episodes. I wish I wish we just released one extra long episode. Uh, that 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 I mean, me is, was it a was a step in the early days of podcasting. It was a full hour in when the summary was coming to a close. So it would have been a double long episode. Yeah, but it, it's our only example in 465 episodes where we split a discussion across two episodes. And because of the calendar year, we had a special episode we had to drop. So it's actually split where we released <laughs> one week the summary of the, the novel Night Circus. Then we released a special episode. Then we released our discussion about the novel Night Circus. Mm-hmm. And I look back at that and cringe. Uh, that was a very rookie, rookie mistake I, there. I have a hard time believing that's in the first 100 episodes. Time time is very funky in thinking about the episodes. You know, the episodes that you remember something about recording yeah. might be so much farther back than an episode you forgot has been recorded. I, I just looked. It is very early in our second year, so it is definitely in our first hundred episodes. It's it's yeah. uh it's seventy one and seventy three. Yeah. So, so it's some... it's wild. <laughs> um to to have it like that. I so here's Here's another weird thing thinking about the podcasting is so our friends Vox Vox Popcast mm-hmm. uh, have been podcasting for a long time. And yet all the time when I think about them and, you know, them starting uh, less less recently or more more recently than we started, you know, we had been going for quite a while and then they started. And so quite often I find myself thinking like, I bet they're getting close to 50 episodes and they're at like, they're like, they're like 300. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I think they were like maybe, maybe two years behind us. So about a hundred yeah. episodes behind us in, in terms of their count. Cause they've but, been remarkably consistent, but in my head it's like, Oh, they started after us. Ah, they're probably getting along. Well, it's like, uh, <laughs> and, and our, it's, it's actually been years and years. Yeah. I mean, our friends from Vox podcast, uh, at least, uh, Mav, at least, uh, and then, uh, with some others, went and made a Excalibur issue by issue podcast, and it's and similar, over. Like, oh, that that nice young. Uh, no, they've talked about over a hundred issues of Excalibur, and they're nearing the end of the run of Excalibur. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, okay. they're, they're considering whether or not they're going to do anything else. It's like, oh, that that's been going for a very long time. Time is weird. Uh, after after college, I think everything is about five years ish old, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and and uh, it is demonstrably not. I'm just I'm looking through the list of episodes and I'm I'm surprised how many episodes I remember something about recording it or or editing it or how it impacted me oh, later like, on. Uh, I, remember I, I see vividly. I see Grand Hotel. Yeah, we recorded 14 episodes of a side podcast about Grand Hotel that we've never released that I never uh, edited and never released. But I have all my notes still. Yeah, and I I never finished watching that series because we were gonna do it episode by episode as a special side yeah. podcast about I, I have not Hotel. I've not finished it either. But I remember that first season. Yeah. And and some amazing moments. Um I was gonna say I have like vivid sense memories of Don Quixote. Um mm. listening to the audiobook while I was 
like framing and mudding uh, a, a spare room <laughs> in my house. <laughs> so like, uh, just I can still like imagine the narrator's voice perfectly and the way that they said Don Quixote and uh, and me scooping up mud <laughs> to put onto the wall. Mm-hmm. Ooh, tough voyaging. That that's bringing me shockingly vivid memories. I, I remember reading that, like reading the physical book while walking on the treadmill. Usually I do audiobooks if I'm going to be on the treadmill. But that one, I had the, the physical book and I'm like, ah, I don't, I don't want to spend an audible <laughs> token or credit on uh, on, an, on a book. So uh, I remember reading that. But yeah, so many of these where it's years and years ago, I can look at the title, like you said, and get a, a sense of memory. That was the first night we recorded stuff after I met Kestra. Oh, that's well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the lifespan of this, this podcast, you've gotten married and had three kids. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And so I'm like looking at some of this stuff and I'm like, Hey, Hey, hang on. <laughs> I know, I know stuff from that year. Um, one of the, the characters that I was shocked to realize we had never talked about, it's going to be rectified next episode listeners, uh, because I've already recorded it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I realized we've never talked about Wolverine. <laughs> and so next episode is a Christmas issue of the X-Men that is centered around Wolverine uh, that we'll be releasing. Um, and it was just one of those where I was like, I, w- I would have assumed that we had covered Wolverine uh, at this point because of my academic work on the X-Men. <laughs> like that's my doctoral dissertation is about the X-Men. Uh, and so I would have thought, oh, for sure, we- we've talked about Wolverine. And really of the X-Men, I think we've only talked about Nightcrawler and Storm. Uh, and Kitty Pride. Those are the three that we talked about. And I would have bet Wolverine had been covered, but he had not. But that one will be rectified soon. But there's some others. Like I know early on, we we said, oh, we'll, we'll, we want to talk about Hamlet. And we just debated, do we want to do a film adaptation or, or the play? But we've, we've never done it. We did do Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. So kind of a side mm-hmm. uh, avenue to plays, access Hamlet. Plays might be a good, um, you know, short version of a novel. Oh, yeah. Like you can consume it a little. I mean, not necessarily Hamlet. <laughs> I will say. Uh, <laughs> But there's a couple of plays that I've thought about doing. Um, Six characters in search of an author. Yeah, it's one. Uh, just just to kind of explore it. Waiting for Godot is one that I've I've thought. Oh, we should probably do that mm-hmm. at some point. Um, and I mean, there's so many classic novels. Like I, I I think through like like the classics that are like part of the canon that we still haven't gotten to. Um, both for for British lit and. Uh, and American lit, and then like some of the like like e- even outside of like the classic literature with a capital L, like we've never talked about really a Cthulhu story, and it feels like oh like with the genre stuff we mm. do, we should, we should probably talk about Lovecraft and Cthulhu at some point. With the disclaimer that the man was a terrible racist, we're going to talk about H.P. Lovecraft, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for an episode. Or um, I was thinking like oh you know what we, we how have we never done like a Doctor Jekyll Mister Hyde in October or. Uh, we've never done Portrait of Dorian Gray. It's like, what? Uh, just ones I would have thought we'd have gotten to for sure. Uh, but we haven't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of that quintessential British stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else that you, you're you surprised we haven't uh, gotten around to? Um, I I am surprised we haven't done a Redwall novel. Um, I read the majority of, of those books and and have the majority of those books from when I was a kid. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that one, that always surprises me. I don't know that we've even settled on to like which one we would eventually do at some point. Yeah. Uh, but, but that one, I think because I mean, I, I read most of them two or three times 
So, you know, those, and, and sometimes it's hard for us to come up with novels that aren't too consuming. I'd say Redwall novels are not, you know, massive. They're, they're, I was reading them in, in elementary school, but I think, that, I think it'd be fun to talk about them. Oh my goodness. I just, uh, my mind was just blown. Like I would have put money down that we had talked about this. Cause I was just like thinking through what are some of the, like the great films, uh, that, that we should discuss and, and like that I teach, <laughs> you know, that I've, I've, I've talked about. So like, I'd be ready to go. Somehow we've never done singing in the rain. No, wait, we did. We had to have done singing because Nick, Nick, Nick English did. Okay, yeah. I must have entered it wrong in we, in in the spreadsheet because I was just googling the spread, searching the spreadsheet, and I'm like, we must have done singing in the rain. It was with Nick English as our guest. Somehow, uh, yeah, maybe it's gotta I, be I, in I, there. Singing, singing in the oh, rain. You probably wrote singing. singing. There we go. Okay, so we did yeah, do. Was, oh, good. It was we, in we, 2018. It was number 183. You are correct. Nick English was was the guest. Okay, and I I started thinking. I was like, no, that's been done. Yeah, we must have. Okay, but I mean, there are some like, uh, you know, Sis and Kane, like just for like cultural osmosis, we should probably do an episode just so everyone can have that foundational text uh, in there. But we've never done Godfather. Um, our uh, Nicole Frime, who's been a guest recently, she was like, she's like, I was looking through your list and I was shocked that you've never done Alien uh, or talked about Ripley and Alien. And yep, we've mm. never talked about Ripley and Alien. <laughs> we probably should. Yeah. There's so many Hitchcock ones that we, we like almost did, especially when Todd uh, was helping to choose. Um, we almost did Rebecca and uh, uh, let's see. Did we do North by Northwest with him? I'm trying you, to remember. You did North by Northwest. Okay. But there, there's a whole bunch of other Hitchcocks that have, we've been on the cusp. Yeah. Uh, you did, I don't think you did Vertigo. You didn't do mm-hmm. Rear Window or the Birds. Do yeah. that for Halloween sometime. <laughs> yeah. And, well, any one of those. We've never done Seven Samurai, which we've been on the cusp of doing several times. But you but you have done. Uh, you, you did something else from from that creator. Which, why am I yeah. blanking on his name? Uh, Kurosawa. Kurosawa. Yeah, um, it was, uh, with Henry was the guest. What was, the, it, it's a Japanese word, so I'm struggling to mm-hmm. to, to pull the name. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Kiru. Mm-hmm. And I may have mispronounced that. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but there's also some, like, like do the right thing is one that I thought, or Rashomon, which is another Kurosawa, where I'm like, oh, we, mm-hmm. we, should, we, we should do those. Um, I mean, a lot of some of the classics we have done, you know, Jaws is, is one that you, you kind of have to talk about, but we've never done, um, like some of the, the classic Westerns, like, like we never did uh Magnificent Seven, I think, which is one we, we, we talked about doing. It, I'd say kind of surprisingly light on superhero films or TV shows. I think superheroes almost always end up being comic books for us. Yeah, and some of that is because once a month we want to talk about a comic book, and that genre is so well represented over there. I don't feel the need mm-hmm. to necessarily pull in. I think we've like we almost did Black Panther once, but uh, mm-hmm. never did the film. Um, a and guests but, have asked about things, and and we almost did, but then we usually we circled to something else. But yeah, you know, even going back over twenty years now, it's like you could do the first Spider Man movie, and that would actually be an interesting you know, assessment of something that's mm-hmm. almost 25 years old. Yeah. Um, and even, yeah, that's another thing. It's like some, some of the stuff that I think of, uh, like when I was putting together my film list for my students in my, in my film class, I like, I had to like stop myself and realize like this film is older than all of them. So like, I had to put myself in the mindset of watching something my dad was making me watch. <laughs> <laughs> so, as, 
which which I mean, in some cases, that was dad making us watch Indiana Jones, which is great. Yeah, no, no, not a bad thing. But also, it's just different where like I think of like the Truman Show. I think of that as like, uh, you know, a high school text, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and then I realized like, oh, no, that's that's older than all of my students now. So when I ask them to watch the Truman Show, it's it's it, it's going to be a different experience for them. Um, and then and know, then they watch it and they say, it's just TikTok. It's just people watching him do his stuff. I do that all the time, all day, every day. I'm watching people do their own makeup or do do whatever it is they're doing. Uh, yeah, I, 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 that's one that I definitely I do have many students who have already watched it because it's it's still you know in the rotation I think for mm-hmm. for uh, people who like like movies to to watch that one. But it's just it surprised me to realize like oh that's that's older than all of you now. Um. Let's see here. What's another question we can tackle? This may be, you know, we're, we're, we said before we started recording, no need for this episode to be an hour. It's it's coming out the week of American Thanksgiving. We're going to be busy. Most of our, the majority of our listeners are are in America. So it's going to be a busy week. Not, I I will say, not all. And that's, maybe that's something I want to I want to mention. So one of the questions we had is, we've been doing this for many years of our lives. And it is a commitment of time, both in prep, in recording, in working out the scheduling of recording with guests, Andrew, with you editing, that's that's all on your plate. So I do a lot of the pre-prep of writing up summaries and and uh, scheduling stuff with guests. You do all of the post-prep of, of editing editing this. Uh, I do help with getting it posted. So I do a little something uh, a- after the fact. Uh, but it's a lot of time. And I will be honest, it, it we have some financial reward from our patrons, but it's not significant. <laughs> Like it's significant in terms of how what it means to us that some people are willing to to donate some money, and it does make a difference in us literally paying the base operating costs of running a podcast. But in terms of like a secondary stream of income, it is not there, and that's fine. But why do we do this <laughs> when when there's like most people, I think, feel like this obligation that there needs to be some financial remuneration if you're going to be tackling something like unto this. And before we get your answer, Andrew, I just want to say I love when I hear from listeners some of whom are uh reaching out internationally um we recently had a lovely email uh from a woman in spain and it just really warmed my heart <laughs> to, i don't to get think it. you shared it with me it, it made a huge difference i'll, I'll make sure i forward it to you uh <laughs> you keep it, it was, all that good feeling to yourself <laughs> it, it was great uh and i know we've we've had listeners who reached out from canada and from some other countries as well and then certainly within the united states is where a lot of um we know our community, uh, you know, resides, but, uh, just to know that this has reached (laughs) somehow out into the world, um, with fairly minimal advertising on our part. And, uh, that's one of the reasons why we still do it is, you know, those little notes, even if it's not, um, you know, a long thought, but even just comments that we get on Facebook, which, you know, sometimes an episode goes up and there's no comment and that's fine that I'm no, no issue at all. But sometimes the conversation starts and I love that. Uh, when that okay, happens. that reminds me of the anomaly that was Watership Down, which was admittedly a really good episode, and I thought you and Todd did a great job with it, and is a really good book. For whatever reason, I remember that being just like a confusing. Why Outlier. is this getting it? Like, how did this get so much additional traction? Like, it got more comments than anything else on Facebook ever. And uh, like at that point, that was before we joined doing genre and we had more granular data about our downloads. Uh, and we could just see like this wild spike so far beyond the norm 
of our episodes and we were hoping that was going to spill over into everything it did not which is fine <laughs> uh, yeah but yeah watership down was i am sure if uh it, it would take a little more work with the the dueling genre system for us to go find episode by episode numbers of everything but if i did it would still be our most listened to episode ever mm-hmm. uh but andrew any thoughts on why you continue to do this uh because you could not do it without me absolutely true one hundred percent. I feel like if if I decided that I was going to stop doing the editing, then we, I mean that would that would be the That'd end be of the show. And 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 to some degree, it's not my right to end the show. <laughs> um, you know, you have you have talked on every single episode of of the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. I've, I, you I've you have had to you know consume the the media for every episode. And so it's, you know, that's everything. Um, <laughs> and, and I think I have, um, I, like I've brought up to you the concept of, you know, is this the format that you want to continue doing? I don't think you would ever stop doing podcasting at, at this point. I think having a weekly podcast, it's something that you would, you would definitely keep doing. And if, if I did ever say that, you know, I really, I really want to stop. You mm. would, you would be on, on Vox every week or something. Yeah. I you know, you would, you would switch it. to, you know, you would, you and Mav would start doing something and, you know, there'd be something, but I mean, I podcast with, with Kestra. I, am, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have I, your I, own I, separate podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I participate you know, on dueling absolutely. genre stuff all the time. And so it's like, well, it doesn't really make sense <laughs> to like, why would I stop editing? I'm going to be editing anyway. Um, so, you know, that's never going to be a factor. I, I think the um, most extreme and yeah, I think it's good to consider at any time is just uh, make sure that, you know, is, is this the podcast that you want to keep making? And you've said yes to that <laughs> multiple times. You know, you don't want to change the format. You don't want to you know, reconfigure it. You don't want to lock in a different kind of hosting cycle or anything like that. So, you know, you have chosen multiple times to stick with this structure and this pattern. And so, okay, then that's what, that's what's going to happen because you're the one you, you are doing that work for it. So you get to do what you want to do. I mean, this is contributing to, to like your fulfillment. Yeah. Um, I think, I have gotten better, uh, <laughs> you know, about this, but it's something that I do enjoy. Uh, and I learned fairly early on uh, that I need to think of this as a hobby uh, that I'm going to be doing, not uh, like a secondary uh, job. Um, and I, I, I've been asked, uh, you know, by people who are thinking of starting podcasts, and I always say, go in with that mindset. If it becomes a secondary stream of income, that is wonderful. <laughs> we don't know what that's like. But it sounds yeah. cool. Um, but to go in with the mindset that this is something that I find fulfilling as a creative outlet and an intellectual outlet and also a social outlet, um, that that can be reason enough, <laughs> you know, right, right there. Mm -hmm. uh, and to practice engaging with media on more than a superficial level consistently and deliberately, I think has made me a better teacher. Uh, and it's made me better at my academic work. Uh, that is that is part of my, you know, my 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 job <laughs> that, that that I do um, when I'm not podcasting. Uh, 
and I, it's something that I want to keep fresh and and keep sharp. Uh, that I can you know watch a TV show and try and think about the theme that's there and think about the you know the production side of things that influenced the product that we got and uh, how that influences the reception uh, that 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 we have uh, as 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 an audience or to pick up you know uh, a listener suggest you know a, a novel that I've never even heard of and you know I read it and it's like can I engage with this in a way that I feel like I can have a conversation for forty five minutes to an hour um, and that's a skill set that I definitely want to keep practiced and uh, the fact that anyone else. <laughs> has found it worth listening to is um, a delightful bonus uh, on the side. I don't know how long we'll keep doing this. This is by no means like, oh, we're we're pulling the plug. It's just, you know, the nature of life is that at some point this will wrap up. Uh, Mm -hmm. But it's, it's, it's interesting to, to think about that, you know, whenever it does wrap up, I've, I've got this catalog that we have worked on together of hundreds of episodes, hundreds of hours of work that we did and we put into the world and, some people found it. <laughs> Some people listen to it. Uh, and um, I, I feel confident that somebody not directly related to us, someone that we, you know, have not known personally, at, at least before this started. Every episode has been listened to by somebody like that. Yeah. If, if not the same person listening to every episode, then somebody has come across it. And, and I think that's kind of a fascinating thing to say, oh, there's there's people that we have never known who have engaged with with each episode. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, as far as like why we do it, I mean, it's never been to like find the biggest audience possible. Um, and And we haven't. I mean, obviously, there are podcasts out there that are significantly more popular <laughs> than, uh, than this one. And no, you know, people who have made their career out of being a podcaster. And I think we went into this with our eyes open enough that that was never likely, uh, you know, to be the end end goal that we reached. And when you talked about like, is this the format that we want? We've definitely gone back and forth because we know that um, having such eclectic episodes that we're releasing um, means that, we don't necessarily build up that dedicated specific, you know, fandom, you know, whether it's, you know, Star Wars podcasts or, um, you, uh, you know, sports podcasts or an issue by issue reading of, of a comic book series. You can build up a fandom that is there for that thing because they love that thing. And with our listeners, there is no chance in the world <laughs> that anyone has been a fan of everything that we've talked about. It is just impossible because we weren't fans of everything we talked about as honestly, we went into it. Even at this point, it's like there's probably something on on that list we're still not fans of. <laughs> but I, I mean, I just like like we just get some very eclectic runs where I mean, even the, in the last month, so we uh, we released uh, uh, Beowulf, a graphic novel adaptation of Beowulf. Uh, we released an absurd Halloween special where we just made up stories based on vibes, and Andrew voted for the best one. We released an episode about uh, a Marvel TV special called Werewolf by Night. Then. The uh, strange postmodern film Night's Tale <laughs> with Alan Epstein, which is beloved, uh, but it's also very, totally very odd. And then we also had uh, the the graphic novels or, or comic book series Paper Girls about uh, alien time travel zombie invasion. We don't even know after the first five issues that we talked about uh, <laughs> with that. And before that, Andrew, it was the podcast Spirit of Lonely Places that you recommend. Like that's so eclectic and wild and disparate that uh, I'm sure – 
every listener that is listening to this episode has skipped some of the episodes we've done because they said, I, I either don't know that thing or I don't care about that thing. <laughs> um, and so thank you to anyone who listens mostly regularly uh, to the stuff that we put out. Uh, and there has been that like te- temptation to like switch up the format and just say, you know what? We're going to go an episode by episode of the blood TV series uh, because we know that we can find an affected fan base that will be here for every episode. Because we do get some swings in our in our download numbers, uh, you know, from episode to episode, just depending on how obscure the thing that we're releasing is, um, or uh, you know, or how well known it is, um, like or, or that randomness of something like uh, Watership Down. Never would have predicted that that was going to be one that blew up uh, for us. But but <laughs> now to to be to be fair, Joseph. If the format was going to change, it probably wouldn't be in pursuit of, you know, that stable fan base that you talked about. It almost certainly wouldn't be like an episode by episode. It almost certainly would involve well, some unless, sort of ac- academic Br- bent. Well, <laughs> we, you see where that got us. <laughs> Nobody's even heard it. Um, but, you know, what would it be? It would probably still have an academic bent to it because that's where you're coming from. And so we've talked about, you know, things where it's like, okay, well, what if it's like, okay, we'll lock into this time period or or romanticism for a little bit or, Mm -hmm. you know, build a syllabus and it's like, that's, I don't know, maybe even less accessible than this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. um, I mean, really, if if we were, it would, it would definitely be in pursuit of the eccentric billionaire who has money to burn. Um, you know, really what, what can we do that they would want to support would be the the pivot that we would make or, (laughs) or perhaps a Frazier type faculty position (laughs) without, uh, solid grounds. Yes. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, I think, I think, I think, I think we can close with this question. I saw you write it and I thought it would be a good question. So, I'm going oh, to say wait, wait. what there's one more thing I want to say before we oh, okay. get another question. Why we do this, I do want to give a shout out to the fact that um I've made friends doing this podcast. Uh like and I am this is just interesting something I've I've come to realize more and more about myself that in some ways I'm completely extroverted in that I don't mind being the center of attention. I am fine standing in front of a room and talking. It's what I do in my day job as an academic. Um I don't mind my voice being recorded and going out to the world it doesn't doesn't affect me. But I am not an extrovert in that I crave human connection and like one-on-one conversations or anything like that. In that sense, I think I'm much more of an introvert. Um, so uh, like I know, like during the pandemic when we were shut down, there are people who are full-on extroverts that like hurt to not have regular social contact. That did not phase me. <laughs> I was pretty content <laughs> hanging out at home with my wife and kids. And uh, and you know, that that, that was it. Uh, but through this podcast, I have made real friends with other podcasters, uh, with guests who, um, have come on, uh, people that I've, I've gone and met in real life, you know, uh, and and so whether it's the, uh, the old fandom podcast people or the Vox podcast people, uh, or some of the, uh, just through, uh, through, the nature of being a podcaster of actually like some people who I had a parasocial relationship because I listen to their voice so often on other podcasts, but they've come on uh, to this one, like how Lublin or Ryan helped is like, Oh, like I've made a, <laughs> a connection here, uh, you know, with, with people who are out there. Um, but I, 
the guests that have come on is one of the reasons why I keep doing this, uh, because I have made real social connections that that matter to me um, with um, so many of the guests. I don't want to start listing them because I know I'm going to leave people out, but that's one thing I wanted to touch on. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, Andrew. What was the question that you wanted to wrap up this episode with? So it was one that you had written down, but I thought it would be really interesting. So what is the first topic or or work? And I suppose it doesn't even have to necessarily be something that we've covered. What is the first thing that comes to mind with each of our, you know, various categories? So so novel. What hits you? Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is Don Quixote. <laughs> right uh with that um both because todd talked about it so much uh we didn't get to it until after he had left the podcast it was one of his first times coming back on uh as a guest after he was the regular co-host so for longtime listeners todd mack was uh there for the first 200 episodes talking about every every single thing that we covered and he i'm gonna just estimate maybe 100 references to don quixote in those first 200 issue uh, episodes (laughs) that we released (laughs) and then we uh, it it might not have been every episode (laughs) yeah but we circled back and got it and had him come back on to talk about it. And then also I have that vivid sense of memory that I already touched on. Another one that does stand out is um, a tip for the hangman. Um, like we had, we've had some authors come on before like Todd Peterson, who was a fairly regular guest. He he had a novel came out and he came on and talked about that novel. And that was cool. But Alison Epstein coming on, it was because I read this novel and I loved it. And I just, reached out cold to the author and she said yes to come on and talk about her work um and she's come back as, as a guest for another episode which to me is really cool um so so those are probably like the first two what about for you for novel um my immediate thought was the great gatsby just because it feels like that is what society is settled on as the great american novel Mm-hmm. yeah it's gonna be that or huckleberry finn uh yeah probably like the two that people are gonna argue and then old man in the sea and then lots of modern ones that are like oh, is this gonna be but we don't know yet but old man in the sea is shorter yeah it's a novella and, and 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 but also like you know i immediately think like oh fitzgerald and hemingway and i mean none of those are my favorite book but but the word novel mm-hmm. evokes I think specifically, I think of like the cover of Great Gatsby that I read in high school with the blue eyes. Uh, well, the whole cover was blue. Yeah, but but it has the eyes floating. Yeah, and and so I like I don't know that I'm happy that that's the first thought, but that's <laughs> but that's the thought. Yeah. All uh, right. I'm gonna go out of order. Okay. TV show. Oh, for for a TV show. I mean, it's my gut instinct is it's just the first the first thing that was in mind is the first one we ever did. West Wing. The West Wing. That's the first episode we ever recorded. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was when Todd Mac reached out and said, hey, I, I kind of want to be a podcaster. Do you want to do one with me? Um, we, you had to record that episode twice. Yes, we we did also have our first technical difficulty in that in that initial recording in that we didn't know how to do it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> basically. Uh, uh, and so we did record our pilot episode twice. I still, I, I bet if we went and did it again, we'd we'd get something better today <laughs> after those two attempts uh, early on. Uh, With much better re- microphones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that remains like one of my very favorite TV shows of all time. Uh, and just uh, like, like when Todd and I were trying to figure out what our podcast was going to be about, we circled many bad ideas. Um, we knew it was going to be something 
kind of media and pop culture oriented because of our, our interests in, um, in academic work. Uh, but we had like the only other one that I could remember for sure that we'd like kind of debated was like this week in pop culture history, where we were going to talk about something that came out that week, you know, some movie uh, or a TV episode or uh, a book that was released in that particular week or a comic book issue that was released, you know, in, in that window of time. And then we just realized that's far too much work <laughs> to, <laughs> to try and prepare that calendar uh, if we want this to go for any kind of longevity. Mm-hmm. And so we pivoted away and then we're like, well, what if we just talk? Like somehow we settled on the phrase great characters and great stories. Like, uh, I, I don't know how long into the brainstorm that was, uh, but it was not the first idea that we had. Uh, and immediately both of us were like, well, we're going to talk about Jed Bartlett <laughs> in West Wing. Uh, and I, we've, we've never gone back to West Wing to talk about any of the other characters, you know, Josh Lyman or Toby, like there's so many other great ones uh, that would be worth exploring uh from from west wing uh but we've never done it uh probably will at some point um but west wing is the, is the first one that comes to mind uh what about for you um i very quickly thought of one of the recent ones uh yu yu show okay yeah the, and the anime is definitely something that you have a stronger connection to mm-hmm. and so that was a very like immediate thought uh but then i also thought and this is a, a more complicated one but I very quickly thought, and part of it's because of the room that we recorded in. So much was your media room, mm-hmm. and seeing your your DVDs on the shelves was something that we we would have loved to have talked about, but determined that it was not going to happen. That was the Cosby Show, oh, and yeah. a, a piece of media that oh, it would have been so nice if if it hadn't been ruined. Yeah, uh... and there's and there's and it's so many people's hard work was ruined by by the atrocious actions of one person yeah and to the point where we still haven't been able to circle and, and, and i don't i don't think it's ever gonna happen and and yeah. there's a number of other media that you know even if we covered at one point we probably are never going to go back to mm-hmm. you know because of the the actions of creators and and so that was that's just a, like a massive bummer to yeah. realize that there's things like we're not going to talk about that at all mm-hmm. ever or anymore because of because of terrible things yeah um all right uh which one do you, we, we got uh three left which one do you want to do uh let's go let's go to film okay for film um jurassic park is probably the first one that jumps to mind it's one oh. that was always on our radar we finally did it with ryan helped which uh again that was, was the right choice the right choice uh because he does a science uh in uh, science science sort pop of. culture adjacent yeah. uh podcast with science sort of um and that is like one of like for me it's just embedded because i was 11 when that came out of like what a big blockbuster film is um mm-hmm. and so it's one of the greatest movies oh yeah it, and it holds up so so well uh so, so that's definitely uh up there also like a goofy movie was one i thought of oh. uh that um just i really enjoyed the conversation that you and i had uh you know talking about a goofy movie and similarly i i I don't think it, when I wrote this question, this one didn't pop in my head, but just because I've scrolled through our list and it, it got mentioned, uh, Tangled was uh, one that Todd, I remember him saying, like, after we recorded Tangled, because we went on this strange tangent about the justice system in, <laughs> uh, in, in the country where Tangled takes place. I can't remember the name of the kingdom now. It, it was not specified in the film, but it's Corona. Okay. The kingdom of Corona. And I just remember when we finished recording that episode, Todd's like, I feel like this is the first time where, where like, 
I'm sure we can do this. <laughs> Where, <laughs> like, we watched this Disney animated film, and we pulled in some, you know, good thematic discussion about what was going on, and we, we shared some insights we had about, like, the way they presented the story, but we also had this really fun diversion uh, within there. And, and Todd's like, oh, I that's, like, the most confident he felt in our first dozen episodes that we did. I remember that as the episode where we decided we've got to figure out something about how we format this. And that, and, and that led us to the short synopsis, mm-hmm. um, which it, to be fair, I kind of wish that other podcasts would adopt in some cases. Oh yeah. If you go listen back to our first episodes, they were a mess uh, early uh, on. And, and I, I think we're the only people that I've ever heard of that are doing like a, like, you know, talking about movies or media and say, okay, here's the synopsis. We can go into details as we, as we want later on. A lot of, a lot of shows do like as you go. And sometimes it's, it's good and it's fine. And sometimes it is just confusing and frustrating. And so I'm so happy that we settled into it. I do want to give credit because I stole that from mission log, which was a star Trek episode by episode podcast. Oh, I had no Um, idea that somehow I had started listening to around the time that we started this podcast, just serendipity. And they would, one of them would have written a brief summary of of the episode before they launched into their their full discussion. They're probably a little more controlled about that than we are. <laughs> yes, uh, I, 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 I mean, when it comes to Star Trek, they also have much many more summaries that exist online that they can probably just go look at and start start <laughs> uh, borrowing some of the text that we do. Uh, it's like ah. Uh, I got to write this as I go because they're like, I can't find uh, like, there's no fan wiki. So <laughs> where I can go find a good breakdown of this episode or anything like that. So in the past year, Kester and I moved apartments and we watched a lot of uh, Star Trek, the next generation while we were doing as you, it as you were boxing. Yeah. Boxing and unboxing and everything. We should probably have gone back to Star Trek, the next generation, like quite a bit more than we have because oh, well, let's do it. We'll, we'll good do episodes, good episodes are really good. Yeah. Well, let's, um, I let's think, make sure we do that. Uh, I remember there's a different podcast, but I, they had been talking about Star Trek and someone was like, yeah, I didn't really get into, into Star Trek, Star Trek, the next generation. They're like, well, you started with the first season and that's, that's not very good. And, uh, and you should, you should move on. And, and so they're like, yeah, you should start about halfway through season two. They're like, wait, watch measure of a man. And then you can go kind of towards the end of season two. And, and from there on it's, it's great. Yeah. You, yeah, you have to watch Measure funny. of a Man. And and I remember watching um, Star Trek with, with Kestra. And, you know, we were like, yeah, we'll, we'll do the whole first season. We've got the time. We're doing, you know, like three episodes a night while boxing up every single possession we own. Um, so you've got the time. And I remember we did get to Measure of a Man. And Kestra's like, that was great. That <laughs> one's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Which, which uh, yes, that episode is really special. <laughs> Um, uh, and, and then you get you into other for, stuff for, for movie. What, what stands out for you? Um, I honestly, nothing specific came to mind Okay. when, when the word came up, I was like, I, I was like drawing a blank. And then you said Jurassic park. Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking about other movies as like considerations. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. Cause like, I thought about, um, I thought about Jurassic park. And then I thought about what else did I think about? Well, now I'm thinking about Third Man. Oh yeah, that's that, a good one. I, and I I really enjoyed the the story about the the cinematographer. One of his friends oh. sent him a level because of all the Dutch angles, and I was like that's a great joke. That's a really good joke for the cinematographers. 
Um, but I was, yeah, I was thinking through like our catalog. And I was like, well, I remember, remember the Titans because the power went out and it was, and it was like a couple weeks after I got married. And so it was a really tricky recording. Yeah. And, and we managed to like finish 20 minutes. We like set up a phone call and we're like, okay, if even without the internet, can we still keep going? And we're like, yes, we can. And so we finished it. Um, and so I remember that just for the recording, but not for like the discussion of the film itself. Um, and that made me think about sports and, and Rudy, which kind of bummed me out because you guys ended up with like this existential kind of like, like downer of like, yeah, but it's just football. And it's like, come on. And, and so I, I just remember Rudy. that. I can't believe that that's where we ended. Maybe we touched on that. <laughs> well, it, it made it, it really bummed me out because it was like this existential, like I just, I just wish he was doing something more important. <laughs> I wish he was dedicated to something more valuable than, than playing football at college. And like, well, you're right. But like when I watch the movie, that's not how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> find the thing you love. It, it, the movie's just telling you to find the thing you love. It doesn't have to be football. Oh yeah. Um, well, but, but like that existential thing just makes me feel like, is anything I love? worthwhile it's like it's just like it and so now every time i think about that episode it it i feel i'm okay when i think about the movie but when i think about that episode i'm just like i just have this massive existential like dark cloud that comes over me saying like oh it it might feel important but it's really not And it makes me worry about that for everything in oh, life. Okay, I, I did uh, very recently. Zach Wiener Smith, who was our guest on uh, on uh, Be Wolf, because he was he wrote Be Wolf. Uh, he had done a comic that said, uh, "Like I feel like everything I do, like is just me being programmed, but like to to find approval from my peers or to find success in my job, and, and that just feels so." like unsatisfying that it's all just social programming. So what can I do to break that? And the counselor is going to find that weird thing that you're passionate about and <laughs> lean into that passion. That is like no ex- external reward, no monetary reward, no social reward. Just go in on your weird thing and own it. <laughs> so that's what I think that that's a better message from Rudy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, what what about that. comic? Yeah. Let's just end with comic book. I don't, I mean the special topics, they're all fun. Yeah. I, 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 I've been surprised the range of special topics we've managed to do, whether it's the weird games we do, but also the storytelling in blank. I, I really do enjoy those. Uh, but I mean, it's just the, the Christmas special every year that we've <laughs> Todd and I have to try and make up new Christmas plots. That is mm-hmm. by far the, the first one that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, comic book, comic book, comic book. Uh, All-Star Superman is a mm. real strong one that that comes to my mind. I don't love everything that that Grant Morrison has written, and I don't think Frank Quitely is like my favorite comic book artist, but all-star Superman is just, it gets so many things. So right. Yeah. It's one of the, it's it's like when we talked about Paddington too, like this is a perfect story. It just is <laughs> like, there's nothing that should be changed about this. It doesn't mean it is the greatest story ever produced, but Paddington two is perfect. And I feel that way about all-star Superman. Like I don't, it's not for me, the greatest graphic novel that's ever been made. It's not even my favorite, but it's also perfect. It's like I can't deny it. It, it, it is a perfect graphic novel. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, for me, it's uh, Calvin Hobbes, and this one has a little personal connection uh, because it is the episode that I found my children listening to the most when they go to bed. They've all gotten into reading Calvin Hobbes. They repeat that Calvin Hobbes episode. But for my youngest, he likes listening to that episode because at the beginning we talk about, uh, or, or during it, we talk some about that that was the episode we recorded the day we came home from the hospital with him. Uh, and now he is seven years old. Uh, and uh, we tell a little bit of the story uh, about the chaos <laughs> around his birth and me getting home in time to do this recording uh, of the Calvin and Hobbes episode. And so he always enjoys listening to that. So there's just a little <laughs> more private personal connection uh, for me, why that one stands out so much. Well, listeners, we said this might not go full uh, for a full hour, but it has. <laughs> I have no idea if anyone made it to the end of this. Feel free to let us know on Facebook uh, if you did. Uh, and we're going to wrap up this episode. Thank you for joining us. For show notes and links to all the other great Dueling Genre shows, go to DuelingGenre.com. Also, please subscribe to the Protagonist Podcast in your podcast app of choice and leave us a review. That really helps us out. We would like to thank Scott Tofty, who composed our theme music. If you are one of our American listeners, I hope you enjoy uh, Thanksgiving this week. If you're an international listener... Uh, I hope you have much to be thankful for. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week to discuss another great character and a great story. So long. Jez, if I can't hear you. Okay, I couldn't hear you. You literally, it was like you were making a dramatic pause for me. Where you said, "We have not done," and then there was a pause, and I'm like, "Oh, he just dropped off." Uh, okay, uh, and so we're.